Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West. Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that help shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A Mazda. Host Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, free-form discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got caught. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn. So once again, guys, welcome back to Cargo Cult. You heard the turning of the page. We're turning our conversation with James Logan. (laughs) Justin Wellborn and I are your hosts as we look at the movies, the moments, the music, and the magic that help shape the trucking culture you live in today. And also that great American urge to get out there and see the road and go on the journey and heed the call to adventure, as some people say. So when we last left our... Actually, it's really, oh, by the way, I didn't even think about this. So your friend, Dave Bruckner, uh, actually uh, corrected me one night, rightfully so. We were actually oh. talking about Conan the Barbarian, uh, the soundtrack by Basil Paladoris, remember? Right. We were talking about that, and I started doing the RoboCop. Oh, um, right. And he corrected it's me. It's my birthday, right? He was right. Yeah, 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 yeah he was yeah. right. And then he said, I wonder what happened to Basil Paladoris. And I had never got a chance to tell Dave this. Would you please send him a message and say- I'm going to force me to listen to this. You ready for this? This is crazy, man. This is, you're going to love this. Basil Polidorus did the soundtrack for RoboCop. What? Uh, That's why it sounds so familiar. It's the that's same. why. It's so it, crazy. It, it you know? dun, 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 and it is so moving, man. I, I, I've actually been directed by Peter Weller, and you know, I didn't even know Maniac. he was going to be my director Maniac. on Justified until I literally turned around there like, this is Dr. Weller. He will be. And I'm like, RoboCop, Buckaroo Bonsai, you're the man. We should do that movie, too. Oh, we man. Should, we should do RoboCop and Buckaroo Bonsai. I'll, I'll do a whole Peter Weller episode I if you want. Too. I've got a few stories, but it's well worth it. But the music in RoboCop, totally. So good. Just, so moving. And by the way, when I say Maniac, the movie along. I want to point this out to all of our listeners out there. When I say Maniac, that is like one of the highest compliments I can give you. That's why we're friends. Man- You're a maniac. That's you my are a man. maniac. I got right. I got Which is also why I'm great friends with James Logan, because as one of the best stunt guys that I know, or at least the ones that are still with us, James Logan is right here with us, and uh, he is a stuntman, actor, director, producer, uh, uh, just of an absolute maniac quality. And that's why I brought him on as one of our guests. I'm going to actually ask you a quick question here because I know the last time we got a chance to talk, we talked a lot about the awards and you had some really great insights. And Justin gave kind of a nice overview. Really quickly, and I want to get to a point that Justin was making off the air the last time we talked. Would you kind of just really quickly for me and for our listeners give a a brief, what I call, three-point resume, where you just give us three movies that you have worked on that you are really, really proud of, either as purely a stuntman or as a... Makes no difference. Just give people a sense of your career. Uh, Tough, isn't it? Well, I... Yeah, I I guess... And it's not that it was the greatest gag I ever did, but I doubled a, a dear friend of mine, James Russo, on a Johnny Depp movie directed by... 
Michael Mann called Public Enemies. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. The movie opens up with Russo. They're doing a prison break, and Russo gets shot and gets dragged behind the car and then gets That was up. you? That was me. And the, the fun thing about it was... Uh, well, that was, it was a big movie, so that's always fun. But it was also, you know, that, like Russo and Johnny have been, are, they've been good friends since, uh, I don't know, State of Grace. No, it wasn't State of Grace. It was uh, jo- Donnie Brasco. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. So, and I think they were friends before that. And they were just good buddies. And, and, and to be introduced to someone like Johnny Depp by someone who I love, who is someone that he loves, was really... You know, it's kind of like, hey, this is my friend Johnny, and I, and I you know, like, uh, yeah. And yeah, you've I, been Russo's double you. for a lot of things, right? Yeah, I've worked on uh, probably, we did probably, I don't know, a lot, 10, 15 pictures together. And, yeah, and I'm then really we have, impressed. And then we have Lunch in the Valley. I am really, <laughs> I am really impressed, by the way, because um, that stunt sells that. That moment is so, it's one of the, and it's early on in the film, and it's an incredibly moving moment because Dillinger has to let him go. Yeah. And it is heartbreaking because you can see even both their chemistry now that I know what you've told me and the chemistry between the two characters in that movie is just it's stunning and it only works because the stunt works and that is one of the things about quality stunt men are like quality second ADs you don't know what a good one is until you actually have one and 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 people don't really there's a reason why there are certain actors in Hollywood who shower not only praise but a special financial reward sometimes in regards to picking up the check uh, more than on one occasion absolutely and those guys often those stunt coordinators and so forth go on to be second unit directors often I mean they are let go and and sometimes do trilogies of movies that make Keanu Reeves very very wealthy I'm sorry (laughs) that I just uh, well Chad so the original John Wick was directed by Chad Stahelski and David Leach, they were both the doubles on The Matrix. That's right. Uh, the first yeah. Matrix. Chad was Keanu's double and, and uh, David was uh, Agent Smith's double. And uh, they like they directed the first one together and then they Chad went on to direct the rest of the John Wick franchise and uh, Dave went on to direct Bullet Train most recently because Dave was also in Fight Club. Dave was wow. Brad Pitt's stunt double. So they... So that so it's it's interesting that his old actor was what we call as a stunt guy you call your actor the guy you're doubling your actor his old actor became his leading man, and That's Chad's right. old actor became his. I saw an interview man. with Brad Pitt where he was like, "Oh yeah, he gave me the call, and I had to go." I mean, we've been doing movies together for so long that you're just like, "Oh yeah, put me in it." And of course, Brad Pitt's like, "I actually had it pretty easy, man. I had tons of stunt guys around me. You know, I was just doing the acting. I'm the doofus. You know, I get to I get to play on the bullet train, and then everybody is just you know flying around and getting smashed up, which were pretty much all the co-stars. It's always the younger guys. I've definitely learned on films that. Let me do the stunt up to a point, and then let the other guy get paid, man. That kid's <laughs> right. 23. Let him take a dive off the horse. Well, it's interesting. Um, there are two things I kind of want to segue us into. Thank you for that, James, by the way. I, I, I was hoping to get an answer like that from him. That was really, really cool. It's There are a couple of things I want to talk about in regards to what we just talked about, which is the creation of character, not just the actor. We've talked mm-hmm. about this before, the idea that when you see a performance, you're not just seeing the actor perform. Sometimes you're seeing a lot of other people, the editor, um, the way it's lit. Of course, you can make yeah. an argument that Aaron Brockovich, actually that Julia Roberts changes nothing. She's the same person she's in every other movie. The difference is is that she takes her makeup off and Soderbergh shoots her in natural light. And you can really make an argument. She's a good performer, by the way. I don't say that as a derogatory comment to her. But you think about John Wayne. There is no John Wayne. 
you could make an argument that John Wayne has the the character of John Wayne has the ideological bent of John Ford, the looks and personality of Marion Morrison, and the can-do energy of his stuntman. And that John Wayne is a fictional creation between Marion Morrison, John Ford, and his remarkable stuntman. And Wayne, who understood about what it meant to be a stuntman, because it says how he starts as a stuntman. But that Wayne's walk, John Wayne, not Marion Morrison, who was a very dapper – you ever see John Wayne not dressed for the movies, like in the movies, but dressed as himself? He's a – He's a dapper dude, man. I mean, he's like a tailored dude. Um, but that his famous walk, the John Wayne walk, is actually the walk that his stuntman had. That um, that doesn't surprise me at that all. That John man. Ford noticed the stuntman's walk and pretty much said, um, and this is this has been kind of cataloged in a number of books, um, but basically said you need to walk like that in the movies. And with Ford understanding that the stuntman was so kind of beaten up that he couldn't help but walk like that. So they get the long shots of somebody falling off their horse and walking like that. It made more sense for Wayne, who had less damage to his body, to walk like the stuntman than to have the stuntman try to replicate Wayne. Wow, I didn't know that. And that kind of construction is really cool. All right. Just wanted to get that one out of the way. Just a little, let me get this one out of the way. So John Wayne's grandson is the Mandalorian. He is the The man. What? Yeah. yeah, he's he. So so the Mandalorian is a is an amalgamation of a lot of different people. It's Pedro. It's sure. Uh, Latif Crowder is uh, the stunt double, and John Wayne's grandson. I believe it's Brandon Wayne. Uh, he is the all those moves of the Mandalorian. That is John Wayne's grandson. Like the fast draw stuff? Yeah, all the fast draw where, where his body shifts kind of to the side. Oh that God. is... John Favreau's a genius. Dude. That yeah. is so that is crazy. Genius. You go out wow, you get John, You go get John Wayne's grandson to actually live the action embodiment of the Mandalorian, right, right, right. which of course I think is one of the greatest westerns made in the last like decade. Up there with Hell and High Water. Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cult. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com.